You're listening to Avid Research. Avid Research. Avid Research. An Australian STEM podcast. Where we answer the questions you never quite got around to asking. Welcome back to the show team. My name's Amelia and today we have yet another awesome guest on the show. I know they just keep coming. We have Carly, who is a cybersecurity analyst, sounds awesome, and a squad leader. Welcome to the show, Carly. Hi, thanks, Amelia. Thanks for having me. Do, do you want to jump? just jump in and like, what is your job? <laughs> yeah, so um, yeah, as you said, I'm a cybersecurity analyst um, working with Bay Systems. So I also work as a squad leader. Uh, basically, I work for with you with me and then I'm subcontracted across to Bay Systems. Uh, basically, each team at BAE have, each team at with you with me have what's called a squad and they are then subcontracted to one of our projects, um, ours is BAE Systems. So I am in charge of our squad that is employed by BAE and I have a team of nine under me and I basically just make sure that they stay on track with their tasks and do everything that they're meant to at, at BAE Systems. So, yeah. Fantastic. So it sounds like you're in quite a leadership position in that case. Yes. Yeah, I am. I have all the, the tasks. <laughs> you get to be the one who's in all the meetings. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. And passes all the information across and tells people if, if I need to, but I haven't had to do that yet. Thank goodness. <laughs> That's the real test of a leader. So the cybersecurity bit, are we able to talk a little bit about that? Because it sounds awesome. It's also like a really hot thing in the world right now. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, so cybersecurity, basically, um, on a day-to-day basis, I am internal um, with the cybersecurity side of things. So I have to monitor who in the company has access to certain systems, software, I then also run audits on all of that month, uh, every three months to make sure that they still need that access to things. I have to run certain checks to make sure that there's no viruses or, or any, you know, bad things on, on the software that the company needs to use. And, yeah, that's that's pretty much me in a notch, nutshell. I I just basically have different tasks every single day uh, different software to check and make sure that everyone's doing the right thing in the company, basically. <laughs> it's so, like, when you say it, it's kind of obvious that that is necessary. But at the same time, mm. I'm like, we, we think about cybersecurity as being protecting from the bad the bad guys that are over there and they're yeah. in their black hoodies. They preferably live in a basement <laughs> and... They're outside and are trying to attack in. You sort of don't think about the potential for bad actors internally so much. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's it's not so it's not so much that internal people are doing the wrong thing, you know, and getting information that they shouldn't. But it's also, you know, some people forget that they've got access to things, and people outside of the company can go, "Oh, hang on a second, this person doesn't remember that they've got access to this. We can probably play on that." And, and use it while they're not paying attention. Yeah, we just make sure that there's no gaps or no loopholes or anything like that, that that can hurt the company. Yeah, keep their ship sort of nice and 
sealed up. Yeah. Interesting. I think we've all done that thing where you've logged in and you've forgotten to log out somewhere and you know, obviously that's a security potential vulnerability. So Yeah, definitely. We've been there. <laughs> How do you check software to see if it like how do you check to see if it's safe so there are a few different ways that you can do that um we have certain websites that we use that are allowed to be used basically they've they've had all their checks run on them um they're a lot of them are used by the, the head governments and everything around australia and also internationally as well and then we also use PowerShell uh, to run checks to make sure that there's no viruses coming in on those particular softwares. So if, like, for instance, when I'm doing a particular software request, we have the SHA-256, which is like a file, file hash that gets attached to every single piece of software. And if the one that the company supplies to say, look, this is our file. This is the, the file hash that we have. If it then comes across to us and the file hashes don't match up, then we know that someone has wormed their way in and it's changed for some unknown reason and we know that we can't use it. If the file hashes match, then we know, yep, yeah, okay, cool. We've got the same file that the company has supplied us. Um and then we should be good to keep going on with any other checks that we have to do. So, yeah, it's it's really interesting to to see how you know, it all it all flows and and affects everything. Um I hadn't done IT. I hadn't worked with IT or computers uh before working in this role, so I'm still learning. I'm still understanding how everything works but I think that's the exciting thing about it is every single day is different and I I get to learn something new every day and like even if you had been in tech for forever you'd still have to learn something new every day because oh definitely it's moving so fast yeah yeah like I work with people that have been in the business for 30 years and they're still learning something you know the next day It, it, it just it changes every day we're always improving things. We're always learning different things. It's the, there's different processes for things. Um, so, yeah, that's the interesting part of my role is that it, it is evolving all the time. It sort of, it, it also sounds like you are being exposed to things that a lot of like normal people, we hope we never have to think about. Like you're sort of having to look much closer at software like we just go oh yeah I'll, I'll download I don't know whichever software x off the internet and it looks like a legitimate website so it's probably okay whereas it sort of sounds like you really need to interrogate that quite a bit more yeah definitely yeah we we have obviously other people in the team that run more in-depth look at those types of softwares and different things that we're using but we have websites that we use um, NIST and MITRE are just a couple of the ones that we that we use um, to make sure that everything's A-OK, there's no glitches that have been recorded against it um, and it's, yeah, it's, it's scary how quickly something can get attacked. Like, yeah, 
it's something that I'd never thought of before, but now I I think about a lot more because obviously I do it every day. And yeah, it's, it's definitely interesting to, to see how differently your brain works when you, when you're doing this every day. (laughs) Have like any of your personal behaviors changed? Oh, definitely. What sort of stuff? I was, I was shocking with passwords. I would reuse the same password for everything. Um, Hopefully it wasn't password. No. (laughs) Okay, you went that bad. No, it wasn't that bad, thank goodness. (laughs) But um, but now I like I use like a password generator um, that locks all my passwords up and um, helps me create because I'm terrible at thinking of different passwords to use for different things and there's so many things nowadays that need passwords uh Bitwarden is a really good one for like managing your passwords and all that sort of stuff so you use that and um helps generate and also keep them all locked up for you so that no one else can get access to it um and then your 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 two-factor authentication obviously was not something that I'd really done before either so um, that's definitely something that helps nowadays. No, it's, it's definitely a lot, a lot different now. Until like either you get exposed to this information or something bad happens to you, it's very easy to sort of stay in the dark of like things are fine. It's all, yeah. Yeah, definitely. That's interesting. Actually, no, one of the things seems to be that like it's moving obviously new people come up with different ideas about how they could get access to things and, you know, vulnerabilities appear all the time. How do you stay up to date? In, in our particular business, we have someone that actually monitors like everything and gives us all that information daily. So we have a daily meeting um, with the whole of my cyber team um, and each part of the team has different sections that they work on. Um, but we have one particular person that will, will monitor everything and make sure that we're all up to date with any changes, anything that needs to be updated, um, any vulnerabilities that they know of, uh, for instance, like anything that's come out in the news, um, you know, Optus being hacked, you know, things like that, that we need to be aware of to make sure that there are no way that anyone can get into our system. And there's been some big ones over the last 12 months, I think. They've been a bit mm. exciting. So, Yeah. <laughs> and scary. <laughs> yeah, I imagine there would have been some sleepless nights there. Uh, yeah. But <laughs> what does an average day at work look like for you? Uh, average day for myself, um, I mean, the good thing about my role is that majority of the time I work from home, so... I can sort of make it work around um, my day-to-day with with kids and husbands and all that sort of, you know, family stuff. But I tend to jump on the computer about 7, 7.30 in the morning, um, check the emails, you know, um, make sure there's no vulnerabilities that have been emailed to me through the night, make sure that we've had no data spills, um, which is where people accidentally send classified emails to each other or, you know, accidentally save classified information to um, a share space that they shouldn't have by accident. And I have to sort of help clean that up. And then 
Um, once that's done, I have like a sort of like a, a visual software center that I have that shows all new tickets that have come in from anyone in the company, you know, that needs help with, um, you know, they've accidentally logged themselves out of something or, you know, they want a software that needs to be checked or they want access to a particular system that doesn't need like that, that they don't have access to. Um, and so I just, I just work through those throughout the day and make sure that they have all been actioned once my morning sort of set up and um, we have a, a meeting with the rest of my squad and make sure that, you know, we're all on the same page, any vulnerabilities that are in the company or, you know, Australia or even international wide that everyone is aware of them. Yeah, I just continue working through. I have to keep monitoring that system throughout the day to make sure no data spills come in or anything urgent sort of comes in. A lot of phone calls between the other staff that I work with to make sure that we're all on the same page. We, we constantly have to um, keep in contact with each other to make sure that we're all working together and um, we're not stuck on anything. Uh, for myself, obviously, with only doing this, you know, sort of starting around February time for myself, I still do get stuck with things. So um, if I have questions, I've got the support of uh, three other staff members that I are in my immediate team that I work with on a daily basis. And I'll contact them with any questions or dramas or if I've done in a highly unlikely situation, I've done all my work, <laughs> I'll <laughs> contact them and and then they'll teach me something new to, to sort of work on or you know, understand or or sort of work with them with some of the work that they're doing so that I can see what other areas of the, the company that I can help with. So, yeah, and then I I clock off about 3.30 in the afternoon and then I have to go get my children. <laughs> so, And then that's a whole different section of the day. Yeah, that's a whole different part of the day. <laughs> it sort of sounds like the, it's a very, like it, the days would be quite rhythmic but at the same time, very diverse where you don't know what's necessarily going to come in. Yeah. Yeah. So we have, we have our tasks that are, are similar. Obviously they're, they're still a software request. We still run the same checks, but of course it's going to be different software. So you've got to make sure that you understand what that software is and how it's going to help the company. Um, you have to make sure that they're, you know, there's nothing there that can slip through the cracks, you know, something that, that doesn't have any vulnerabilities or there's, you know, there's still people asking for ways to get into systems. But again, each system is different. There are so many different things that the company uses and you've got to sort of remember every single system that the company has and try and work out whether or not, hey, hang on a second, does this person actually need access to this? Or, you know, do they really need it or can they use this instead? Or, you know, can we get their manager to, to do whatever it is that they need to do rather than giving them the access? And it's it's just, it's a lot of thinking outside the box is, is exactly what my day day-to-day -day is, is literally analysing everything and making sure that someone hasn't thought of a better option for it 
Because it sort of sounds like something that wouldn't be creative. Like if you look at it from a distance, you'd be like, oh, you're just sending a ticket to IT, they do the thing or whatever. But it's it's really cool to hear from the other side just how like it is clearly a creative and interesting problem space to be in. Yeah. Yeah. So we have like one of the guys that I work with from With You With Me, who's part of my my team at BAE, he's in the IT area. Um, so he works in the service desk. Um, and that's that's the cool thing about With You With Me. Um, when we came across from there, um, rather than putting us all in the same position, they've put each one of us in a different section of BAE so that Yes, we're separated from each other in the sense that we're not working together every single day, but each one of us has a different role and a different step in a story, basically. So if something comes through that we need access to, um, it'll sometimes come from IT help desk and then it'll go from them to myself where I, I do the security approvals on it and then it'll go from them across to, you know, the system administrators who will then give the access to them um, and each one of us has a different different story along the line basically, a different step that we all have to sort of stick to. So even though we're not working together on a daily basis close in hand um, doing the security together, um, we're all working together to get the customer basically what they need in the system. It's a huge amount of collaboration, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, it is. Yeah, but it's it's fascinating because if I ever have any questions about, you know, how does this person get this access, um, I, I can call up one of my with you with me people and be like, how do I do this? Like, if I give them approval to this, can can you confirm like how how that happens? Like. Um, if I get stuck on anything or, you know, I, I need help with a call that I've approved, um, it's bounced back from somebody. Sometimes that happens as well. Like even though security gets approval, um, there are there are obviously certain setups in the company that even though security have approved it, BAE may have protocols on their computers that stop that type of software to be, you know, oh. added onto the system. So um, it'll then go across to them and go, well, hang on a second. No, we, we can't physically add this type of software to the computer because um, the computers aren't hardwired for it. So then we have to then look at options to um, get hardware approved to be able to add this particular software to certain servers or computers or anything like that. So there's a lot of collaboration in that sort of area as well, where you have to make sure that you're all on the same page and and working through it all together. So yeah, there's lots of ins and outs of it all. (laughs) And it, like now as someone who raises IT tickets occasionally, I'm just like, oh, it's so much more than... (laughs) Yeah, it looks from the customer's perspective. What was your pathway from high school to where you are now? Like, I'm I don't even know if this job existed when I was in high school, possibly when you so, no, yeah, what was what was the dream versus (laughs) you know what actually happened? 
Well, funnily enough, I actually uh, was in the military. So I, I joined the Air Force straight out of high school because I didn't really know what I wanted to do. And I joined as a clerk. What does that mean? Uh, so administration, an administration clerk. I joined as an administration clerk and worked with computers every single day, but it was obviously administration. So it wasn't, it, it was kind of a little bit cybersecurity, obviously, because people wanted access to things and, and you had to give approvals to it. But we didn't really know what that was back then. But back, back then, like cybersecurity wasn't a name for things. So I did that for a little bit and then met my husband and <laughs> got out and moved around a whole lot. So a lot of the time I did administration or, you know, office assistant type clerical work. And I still found that I didn't really know what I wanted to do. I just knew that I needed to keep learning. So then after moving around a lot with my husband, um, he was Air Force as well. So he stayed in and I got out and followed him. We eventually, after 15 years, ended up in Adelaide. And uh, a friend of mine actually uh, reached out to me and said, look, I've just started working for this this company. It's, it's amazing. It, it sounds like it's not real, but it is. And I think you should look into them. And I was like, okay. Um, so I looked at, at this company with you with me and, uh, and I was like, this sounds too good to be true. They're going to train me to, to be in it, but they're going to pay me while I'm doing it. Um, okay, let's, let's give it a whirl. So I started July last year. And I actually was employed to work for um, Accenture and I was doing uh, Amazon Cloud, basically. So it's called AWS. And I'd never done anything cloud-based or IT-based really, except for, you know, my administration work. So I, my first two weeks with the company, I obviously did my onboarding with the company and then um, I dived straight into study. They paid me at the same time to, to learn how to do my cloud practitioner um, training. So I got qualified as a cloud practitioner in AWS and then I went across to Accenture and sort of did my onboarding with them with the rest of my team. I had a team of uh, five of us in Adelaide and then there was about 11 of them in Perth, which had already started prior to myself, but we were all, we we're all AWS trained through with you with me. Once I started at Accenture, I got put on a project with them, uh, which was basically uh, doing a cyber uh, playbook. So a ransomware attack playbook, basically it was creating a rule book for the company to use if someone had attacked the company. So, so if someone had taken up, they'd managed to get into the system and taken a whole heap of information um, and then decided to use that as ransomware um, and say, but look, you know, you're going to pay me to get this information back. Um, I had to analyze and work out what we were going to do 
how the company should go through different steps on on battling that and and getting that information back with the least least amount of you know outfall from it I had about five different playbooks that I was working on with my team um, all different scenarios uh, that took a little while to get through <laughs> there was a few of those <laughs> depending on the company that you work for they can sort of start off at being you know five to ten pages or if a company wants a more in-depth one they can be up to about 200 pages and of course naturally we had five of them that the company wanted about 200 pages <laughs> so that took a little while to get through but it was it was super interesting learning how things worked and understanding the company protocols to things and and seeing the the security side of things and then the project finished uh, everyone was happy with the work and we went back to studying. So in AWS, once you get your cloud practitioner, you then go up. Um, the next qualification to get is your solution architect. Um, so I spent three months basically trying to get my head around that and trying to learn it. And I, to be honest, I struggled a lot with that. I, I, I couldn't get my head around it. And when I sat my exam, I think I, I got like, 68% and he needed 70% to pass. <laughs> so I just no. missed out. Yeah. <laughs> and then I I took a lot of time to sort of look at AWS and and where my life was heading. And I as much as I loved working for with you with me, I just found that working for Accenture and doing that particular job role wasn't really suited to me and my personality and how my brain worked. <laughs> it just so happened when I decided that I was going to pull the pin, um, Accenture um, actually pulled the pin and said, we're really sorry, but we don't have any more projects for you guys. So um, it kind of ended up working out. And um, that's when BAE-based systems decided that um, they wanted a piece of with you, with me, and and wanted to get on board the the amazing work that they were doing. So about November last year, I started to do some sort of training to sort of help me. Like we've got our potential platform that with you, with me uses, which has a, a whole heap of courses and things that you can get on to to sort of help learn a certain area in the IT industry so the sort of IT fundamentals networking fundamentals that sort of thing so I started to do those to try and get my head around different aspects of the IT industry and that's when I came across um, a certification called the Comp CompTIA Security Plus which basically is a stepping stone into the security industry. Um, it's a really good starter course. And that's what I sort of jumped on board and started studying. I'm still studying because I've got children and I keep getting distracted. <laughs> but um, we started doing that. And then I got offered the position at BAE in November last year. Um, so I continued doing my study and training and everything and then officially started at Bay Systems uh, the beginning of February and, yeah, that's that's 
where I've sort of ended up. <laughs> that's that's fantastic. I feel like that's quite a, a, a change from what the teenager you would have envisaged or imagined. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, so different. 15, <laughs> 15 years is a long time to be like moving between places and yeah yeah unfortunately with hubby being military there's a lot of moves that that sort of come with that and you know every time he got promoted we had to move because there was no position for him so my resume looked terrible because even though I wanted to work and I was getting all these different different roles I just couldn't get something that I enjoyed and and something that I could do in each state if we got moved again. Um, Thankfully, hubby literally today is his last day in the military, so (laughs) no more moving for me. But um, the the good thing about working for With You With Me and Bay Systems is that you, you had the option that if you wanted to move or needed to move because of, you know, military or personal reasons they were okay with it that you can pretty much do this job in any state of Australia and that's one thing that I loved that's so important like to have some Mm. level of continuity like yeah looking back at that journey were there any particular like key events or moments that really sort of like help push you in one direction or another yeah strangely enough my husband actually is um responsible for a bit of it him and his friends um so they're all it based um in the air force and so on a friday night obviously the boys would come over for a few drinks with with hubby and we'd all be sitting outside having a chat and of course it would always always go to work (laughs) i'm sure they tried not to sometimes and it was like back it would just go straight to ID every time. And so I'd just sit there twiddling my thumbs, having no clue what they were talking about. And I was like, this is not fair. I need to understand what you're talking about. And so then they'd have conversations about sort of Linux and um, different softwares and, and everything that, you know, entailed a, a military slash IT uh, career. And, and I'd just sit there and I'd go, this is not fair. I want to I want to understand what you're talking about and the, they sort of put me in that basket of you know oh she's you know wifey so she doesn't she doesn't understand this stuff but I also feel like there was sort of that little bit of a astigmatism of like oh she's female and not IT and she's not done this before so we're not even going to bother trying to explain it to her and that really that really bugged me it irked me so I was like no you know what I'm going to prove that I can understand this stuff I can do it (laughs) so when the opportunity arose for with you with me I jumped on it I was like yep I want to do this I want to learn so yeah I I blame hubby and the boys (laughs) that is I like I know we're not supposed to I don't know. It's not spite, but the frustration. We're not supposed to use frustration as a motivator, but it's so effective. <laughs> it is. <laughs> it's like no, and the, like the joy, the the real joy will be one day you'll come home from work and chat about what you did or something, and he won't understand. That'll yes. happen one day. Yeah, I've already had um, 
one of one of my hubby's well he is my friend as well I shouldn't say just hubby's friend um he's come over from Canberra where he works for a visit and we've been standing in the kitchen and he and he's like oh how, how are you going with your job and and everything like that and and he's turned around and said oh what's what's one of your favorite things to to sort of work with and I said well to be honest I love PowerShell I I enjoy learning how that all works and he was like no what is wrong with you PowerShell is awful and I was like what well, what do you use? And he was like, well, I use Linux. And I'm like, oh, no, <laughs> Linux is awful. <laughs> and my husband, he literally turned around and said the same thing. He was like, no, I'm sorry. I, I agree with Carly. Like I, I prefer PowerShell over Linux. And it was such a good feeling knowing that I knew what they were talking about and I could actually join in on on a good conversation and a laugh about something that was IT. It was, it was brilliant. I love it. And I mean, there's, there's so much in that that is wonderful because you're obviously now also at the point where you have opinions and that's a really important point in a tech career is when you're not just like agreeing with people who are around you. Um, But also just for listeners, there's not one good, it's not that Linux is good or bad. It's just everyone has their own preference. It's That's not, exactly not right. Endorsing or dis- <laughs> distorsing anything. <laughs> Definitely not. Oh, I love it. This, this, uh, these moments are incredibly valuable, and I feel like they're um, it'd be great for yeah for with you with me to be able to capture that feeling um, of being yeah. included, being part of something. Yeah, knowing that they they sort of kickstarted this and you know have helped me to to get to the fun moments like that where I can have you know innocent banter and and a laugh with friends about the IT industry so yeah that's great careers are not just about jobs like we're humans and it's about connection too have you got any advice and I'm thinking either possibly for young Carly yeah let's start with advice for young Carly step outside of your shell (laughs) don't feel like you're not smart enough to to do something like this you've you've got the brain power you can do it you know there are so many different avenues to explore pick one explore it don't be afraid I think that's good advice for most people yeah it's lovely what about advice for people who are at the like starting the with you with me process and they've just heard about it and they're like not sure my advice would be don't be afraid ask as many questions as you can if you don't understand something that's fine we were all in the same boat when we started had no clue what we were talking about or what we were trying to like get our head around everyone has been in that same boat so there are no stupid questions just keep pushing keep learning keep trying new things and at the end of the day if you don't get something have a good night's sleep go back the next day and look at it again and you'll probably understand it that's so actionable (laughs) that's very good (laughs) (laughs) just sleep on it yep no I think that that sounds really good because it I sort of observed that a lot of people are scared to ask questions because they're worried about feeling dumb. 
yeah. or be, being perceived as dumb or just lacking in intelligence and it's no one knows everything yeah I think the biggest thing with different companies to with you with me is there's that seniority you always feel like oh I'm the newbie I can't I can't say anything or or I you know could be fired or I, I could be branded as you know someone that doesn't know what I'm talking about or you know, there's always something that, that you get nervous about when you start a new job. With you, with me, is not like that at all. I, I've i had meetings with Tom Moore, the, the owner of the company, or the, the creator of the company, and he and I have had meetings and, and I've asked questions, I've thrown curveballs at him, and he's he's amazing. Like, I'm still here. I'm still employed. <laughs> like... <laughs> He, he doesn't, yeah, and, and the rest of the company is exactly the same. Like you could have a chat with any single one of the staff up with you with me and they'd, they'd always be willing to help. I remember when I was toying with the idea of going to work for Accenture or going across to BAE or even an internal position at with you with me um, doing the recruiting side of things because obviously I had done the recruitment stuff before before with you with me as in it like when I was doing my administration work and I had two staff members that with you with me literally one put devil horns on and the other one put a halo on to try and help me decide (laughs) which avenue was best for me at the time like they're just super understanding, super helpful, and like I said before, there's there's no stupid questions. You can you can be yourself, be transparent. That's awesome, actually. Yeah. Being that's such a great idea. Having two people actually do the, the yeah. pluses and minuses for you, and you get to be tossed around yeah. the middle. Are there any myths or misconceptions? that you come across and this could be whether it's about like joining an IT industry or security or being a military spouse or any of those things, any myths or misconceptions you'd like to take some opportunity to myth bust? I guess being a military spouse, they sort of put us in that basket of, you know, oh, they, they can't have a career because they're following their partners around all the time and they come second. Um, that's not true. When you work for With You With Me, you you can take this career all around. You can follow your spouse wherever you want. With You With Me will help you with that sort of thing. I've got a friend of mine who works at With You With Me. She started off at um, Accenture with myself doing AWS. She's now a, a tech support at with you with me. Her partner is actually posted at the end of the year, and she was stressing because they're they're posted to Queensland at the end of the year. She was like, I don't know how I'm gonna get a job. You know, I finally found somewhere that I I enjoy and somewhere that I love working for, and um, there's no change no change whatsoever. She literally packs up everything, takes a bit of leave, goes and sorts out the new house, and then she's back at work. There, there's there's no changes whatsoever. And that's that's something that a lot of 
spouses that I know have missed out on because I've been through it as well. You, you're worried that you can't get a job in the new location or no one's going to hire you because your resume looks terrible um, because you've moved so many times and you've, you've not held a job for more than sort of two, three years, even 12 months in my case for some of my jobs because hubby got posted and I had to move. Yeah, it's not like that. With you, with me, we'll help you no matter what. Um, and if they can't find something internally with you, with me, then they'll help you find something externally. They're amazing like that. So, yeah, that would be the only sort of myth that I have to to debunk. <laughs> yep. And, like, that's part of the joy of technology and everything is that these things are becoming, you know, like it's doable and more companies are especially post-lockdowns and post-pandemic kind of picking yeah. up the game with yep. being a bit more open-minded that you don't actually have to live in the centre of Melbourne or the centre of Sydney to be employable. Yeah, 100%, definitely. I love this idea that you, you could go from, you know, not being able to, not, not that it was ever good, that you it was a struggle to get employment, et cetera, but from that being the worry to like it more being inconvenient that people are in different time zones and yeah that that turning into the problem like that's fantastic new problem to have yeah (laughs) even for us catching up today there was a a bit of a miscommunication because I I said oh yep let's do it at at 9am and and then everyone was like oh hang on a second is that 9am Adelaide time or 9am Sydney time (laughs) whatever (laughs) we haven't worked it out Yeah, it worked out. Uh, Is there anything else we haven't touched on that you'd like to share? No, if you, I guess my only advice is, is that if anyone's thinking about going into the IT world and they're not really sure where to start, just start with the fundamentals. Start with your IT fundamentals, network fundamentals, even Linux fundamentals. There are so many different courses and things that you can do online and half of them are free um, and that's that's going to be the best start for you. Otherwise, have fun with it. Yeah, enjoy the process. I think that would be lovely yeah. to see people doing. Yeah. You don't have to beat yourself up with a book. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, so to wrap up, have you got a virtual high five, a shout out for us, someone or someone's who you think is just doing an awesome job and deserves all the listeners' virtual high fives? Yes. Josh was my uh, sort of first person that I spoke with when I was looking at being employed by With You With Me. He saw the potential in me. He helped me get my position. He helped me get from... AWS across to BAE Systems. He's just an amazing dude and he's been with with you with me for ages and just just knows everything and is always willing to have a chat. If I message him at six o'clock on a, you know, Tuesday night saying, hey, we've had a bit of an issue. Can you give me a call first thing tomorrow morning? He's on the phone in 10 minutes. (laughs) He's just always there for you. And he has just been moved to a different area of with you with me so he's not going to be my immediate chain of command anymore and I'm a bit sad by that um 
but he's just he's just an, an amazing dude and I appreciate everything that he's done for me okay so massive high fives to Josh and uh, you know thank you for getting Carly involved in this because it's great it's clearly a good thing yeah uh <laughs> nothing like that ticket being able to have bants with the boys and yeah exactly just as much (laughs) (laughs) thank you so much for joining us on the show carly it has been absolutely delightful very heartwarming and hopefully been inspiring for some of the listeners yeah thanks so much amelia thanks everyone for listening Thanks for tuning in. If you like this episode, please pass it on to someone else who you think might enjoy it as well. And if you want to support Avid Resets this year, that would be amazing. Uh, You can buy us a coffee, head to avidresearch.com.au and there'll be a link, buy me a coffee, and you can support us with a one-off little coffee painting. Thanks so much for listening. You're a legend.